and welcome to another episode of the Fourth Best Podcast. Uh, I'm Steve, joined as usual by Monty. Monty, how are you doing today? It's a good day, right? Today is a great day. Uh, yes, I'm doing very, very good. It's nice and sunny out here in the Bay Area, so I think the weather is on Arsenal's side. Feeling great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, uh, the Arsenal match was a uh, little, little up and down. A little. I don't know. Maybe I'm just high strung. Maybe I'm just like easily uh, worried. But uh, I'm not gonna lie. A little concerned. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. So. Uh, I guess before we move on too far, let's get into the game a little bit and chat about uh, Arsenal's trip to Russia. Um, as far as we know, nobody was assassinated, so that's uh, I guess that was <laughs> off to a good start. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, so but the game starts off, and uh, you know, obviously uh, Moscow uh, CSKA Moscow is chasing the game, and they were, yeah, they were they were uh, they were looking to uh, do what was done earlier in the week in the Champions League with Barcelona getting knocked out and with Real Madrid getting scared. Um, they, they were trying to come back from a 4-1 deficit. And mm-hmm. uh, they pretty much immediately started pelting Czech and, uh, and Arsenal's defense with, goal, with uh, shots, at least, and uh, eventually found, found the breakthrough. I believe it was around the 39th minute. Um, some questionable defending, which is, uh, I guess, the theme of the season, I guess, if there was one. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, the goal? I know there were mistakes by Monreal, and uh, I would probably give um, Mustafi a, a mistake on that one. Also, what were your thoughts on that goal that was that uh, that that gave uh, Moscow the one 0 lead? I almost feel like if we keep talking bad about Mustafi, it's kind of just getting outdated. So this time, I will give the mistake to Monreal, and Mustafi is just like forever gonna make a mistake and i'm just used to it i think i'm past the threshold of being mad at him i think you and i agreed uh in the southampton game we were both frustrated with just seeing his face being pissed off even though it was his fault this time uh there was three defenders around the guy who jumped up and uh and and uh headed the ball check uh you know block that one but then again there's a player that runs right behind mustafi and taps it in um and yeah, again, now we're worried. It's yeah, the, like you said, the 38th minute, plenty of time. We saw it was a week of comebacks in the in European competitions. So to see this definitely makes you worried. But you're still having hope, you know. One um, zero down, not the best thing. But again, the defense a little shaky. But yeah, a little worried. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I was worried, right? Just like. I was probably as much as most people were, but I wasn't too concerned. It wasn't like they had scored like in the fifth minute or anything. It was the 39th minute, and you know, I was like, okay, let's just let's just get in, let's get into the locker room at, at halftime, and let's get everybody calm, and you know, let's regroup and try to try to figure things out. Um, so I, yeah, when the goal was scored, I wasn't I wasn't too too concerned. It was it was disappointing to kind of see. Uh, you know, Monreal got beaten pretty easily. Uh, could have been a push there, um, and then and then Mustafi just didn't even go for the rebound at all. I think probably the most mm-hmm. disappointing thing was like Mustafi looking at the the uh, I guess it was Shav- Shavlov or whatever whoever the guy's name. Anyway, looking at the player who scored, like and watching that guy run to, to go tap yeah. in the rebound and and not moving at all, and then the only movement he makes is to put his hands up as if he had like 
the guy was offsides, but he wasn't. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, more more disappointing disappointing moments from Mustafi there. But anyway, so the, the guy's going to halftime again, one nil, not too bad. You're still feeling fairly safe with a four two aggregate lead at that point. Yeah. But then coming straight out of halftime, uh, they score again in the 50th minute. And now now you're like, okay, now we've only got a 4-3 lead. Um, they've got a whole half, basically, to kind of try to get that last, the third goal. Um, and you knew if they, if they were to get that third goal and Arsenal doesn't get a goal... We lose on on away goals. Um, yeah. So, again, another uh, tap in uh, type goal. What? Um, I mean, like, what were your thoughts on that? It, it came from a, you know, the soccer equivalent of shooting from half court. It came from a rocket from about forty yards away. What were your thoughts on seeing that that sequence? Uh, I felt very sad for a defense yet again. Uh, it was again another situation where our defense. I remember, again, growing up, I played soccer. Every coach, my dad, whatever, every person tells you as a defender, you're supposed to have eyes everywhere. The back of your head, the side of your head, the front of your head, everywhere. And I think the it was another situation where the defender in this situation, uh, Monreal, didn't realize that there was a player right behind him. So this, yeah, like you said, this guy shoots a rocket from outside. And uh, just uh, for note, I am not trying to say any of these guys' names because they're all very hard to say. Uh, so I'm just going to call him this guy and that guy. Um, but yeah, it was another situation where the, uh, a forward sees the rebound, jumps on it, taps it in. And again, now I'm just completely nervous because I've been an Arsenal fan for so long that I've seen this scenario happen in the, in the past where you come into a game full of confidence and then you start thinking, oh, great, we're going to lose it. I actually even tweeted out uh, some motivation that... We can't lose this for Danny Welbeck's sake. For me, Danny Welbeck, what he did against Milan, like we, we can't get kicked out by CSK for, and, and forget about everything that, that Danny did for us. Uh, I'm a huge Danny fan now, if you haven't noticed uh, either. But yeah, so that was definitely nervous. Two to zero. Plenty of time for CSK to get that comeback. Yeah, um, that makes one Danny Welbeck fan on this show. So uh, congratulations <laughs> on making trying that. to get to <laughs> um but but Danny Welbeck would uh you know reward your um confidence in him with uh I mean before we got to that point there were some more uh some more drama to, to happen um more moments I believe there was a, a shot that was curled just I believe to the left um check mm-hmm. made a diving save on another play there was definitely plenty of moments that had Arsenal fans on the edge of their seat chewing their nails off but uh but your boy Danny Welbeck would calm mm-hmm. everyone down uh, with a nice bit of, I mean, it was a one-two, but he did the bulk of the work. Yeah. Um, and like I said in last week's podcast, for a moment there, I, I just kind of was watching it and I was like, whoa, look at this, Danny Welbeck looking like a real football player. I mean, he the exactly. way he spun that first guy, he, the way he spun that first guy around um, was just like awesome to watch. Um, not something you normally see from Danny out on the wing there. And, and then playing mm-hmm. the one, two with, uh, El Nenny. Uh, it was awesome. Calm finish. It was, and then it, you know, obviously we had a little bit of, a lot of bit of breathing room at that point, but what were your thoughts on the goal and on Danny Welbeck, um, either just that play or his whole game, you know, as a whole. No, Danny Welbeck. I agree. He's, he's shown a lot more confidence in himself. That little juke he did on the side there, 
it was amazing. It was something that you, we didn't see Danny Welbeck. We haven't seen him do in a while. We haven't seen him play the way he's been playing this last month or so um, in, in a long time. So it was definitely great to see a player feeling it, you know, uh, and, and, and doing that. Another person, that, again, I want to applaud who's been stepping it up for us is El Nenny. Uh, I do want to read out two tweets that I, I really love to see. One is from uh, Borna Gunner, and they're at Freddy, uh, Freddy Hancha. And it says, uh, wasn't a fan of Elneny, but I have to admit he has been playing well for a while now. I completely agree with you. And then I had another tweet here. There was a response uh, from a tweet that I sent out. And this is from Programming in Book at, it's a really long name, uh, but they're at JipW71. And they responded saying every club needs an an Elneny. I also saw an article, I think the Mirror Post, it's a little bit of exaggeration saying, is Elneny the best Egyptian in the Premier League? I don't think he's better than Salah. But it definitely shows you how he's turned a page. Um, and this play that he did, again, don't want to take any credit from Welbeck. Completely great run from him. But Elneny is able to find Welbeck on the, the run through. Which, again, I remember sitting at a bar watching their game against Sons with you. And we were critical of Elneny, where he didn't have that confidence to send those passes. He would always look for the easy touch. But this, the, this play that he did... It's showing the new El Nenia the last month, two months. Um, again, I, I really, I'm really happy to see this, uh, especially when we have a player like Mkhitaryan who's missing. He's, he's injured. Uh, he's not missing. He's safe. Uh, but he's injured. So we need midfielders to be more creative. And El Nenia's stepping it up, and I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, pl- the pass to Welbeck was, was awesome, a uh, thing of beauty. And um, even though Welbeck, I, in my opinion, did the bulk of the work, it was still that final pass still needed to be made. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and El Nenny, uh, was able to slide it in there to, um, to free up Welbeck for a shot on goal and right, you know, which one-on-one with the keeper. Uh, but, but El Nenny would also have another contribution, uh, to the, um, as an, another assist. And that was on Ramsey's goal, which really put the game, uh, away. Uh, and this was in stoppage time, I believe maybe the 91st, 92nd minute, uh, El Nenny kind of leads the breakaway dribbles right through the midfield all by himself, which is, again, um, not something we're used to seeing El Nenny doing. Um, but it, it was a full-on breakaway, and then he, he finds uh, 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 Ramsey with, with a perfect pass. Uh, it was a rather simple pass, but it was still a great pass, and it still needed to be completed. Ramsey goes to run the final you know, 20 or so yards on by himself, one-on-one with the keeper, and he buries it. Uh, 2-2 for the game, 6-3 on aggregate, and Arsenal are moving on. So... Um, yeah, El Nenny, I thought, had, had a great game. Uh, a couple of key assists there. And uh, Ramsey and Welbeck getting the goals. Uh, one thing impressive from Ramsey, I just saw a photo on Twitter. Uh, so I guess Ramsey got his shin stepped on um, early yeah. in the game. I think right before halftime, had to go in. He was stretched off, but, you know, that was just a little precautionary. Um, goes in, gets staples, and, and then goes on to play the second half. Uh, doesn't even get nice. subbed, subbed off early. Plays the, plays the whole second half, scores a goal that puts the game away. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to Aaron Ramsey for, uh, toughing it out, playing with staples in his shin. So, uh, that was you know, rather impressive. Um, so, uh, we're, we're, you know, we move on six, three, a nervy game because Arsenal waited until the 75th minute to score. But in the end, the score line looks comfortable. Uh, where was your blood pressure at after that match? After the match, uh, a lot lower than around the 60th minute, definitely. Um, but I was, I was hyped. It was definitely a good result for us because, uh, you know, this is the main way for us to get into, back into, into the Champions League. Um, I, 
Like I said earlier, I think they did it for Danny Welbeck. <laughs> I think he's the motivation for the team in these last few months. And no, it was great to see. Like our away form all season long hasn't been great at all. Uh, so to be able to to you know come back against a strong uh, Russian team like CSKA was was great. Uh, but yeah, you know we had to do one better. I said to go Madrid is a team that we're playing in, in the semifinals. They're a, a lot harder. Um, and definitely it's going to be something that we have to watch out for. Uh, let me ask you a question, though. Are you excited to see Diego Costa playing against our defense with Koscielny and his good friend Mustafi as well? No, not at all. <laughs> um, no, the, I mean, there is a, you know, I'm trying to keep positive in my head. And so I mm-hmm. can't wait to see the look on Diego Costa's face when we eliminate them from the Europa yes. League. But we, we've got a long, long, long way to go before then. Uh, we've got two tough games. You, you brought it out. We uh, Arsenal drew Atletico Madrid. So we got two tough games against Athletic before we can even talk about that. And they are the toughest team in the tournament. They probably were um, uh, throughout all the knockout stage. And they certainly are the toughest team left. And, yeah, so we can we can go back and look, in our, look at our defense and we could talk about how poorly they played against, against Moscow and, and some of the other teams. But... I'm pretty sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about how poorly they're playing against Atletico Madrid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, looking ahead, it's it's going to be tough. We are definitely going to have to earn our way into uh, the Champions League by beating the best team in the tournament. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Uh, we'll... <laughs> We'll see what surprise Atletico Madrid has in store for us. Um, what what are you what are your thoughts on on that draw? And do you like to see the harder team? Like let's just you know let's just get them out of the way and you know let let's let's beat the best to get to, into the Champions League. Or would you prefer to wait until the final to you know it's too late now? But would you have preferred to wait until the final? I would rather the sooner the better. Um, I know the final you'd only play them once. Uh, in a neutral ground compared to having to play the team twice. Um, but again, I'd rather... The first game is at the Emirates. I think Arsenal can take advantage of that. Uh, also, one thing, Diego Costa was injured in the game against Sporting. I, I don't know. I'm trying to check how serious the injury is. And again, he might be playing. Maybe it's a little hopeful thinking that he's not going to play. Uh, and they also... Uh, Lucas Hernandez was another player who was injured uh, their game against Sporting um, as well. But I, I think if you analyze the game against Sporting, you're able to see a few weaknesses that Atletico Madrid had. Sporting did win the game 1-0. So, you know, they're a team that also their away form isn't the, isn't, I mean, it's better than ours, but they're a team that was dumped out of the Champions League and everything. So they're, I'd rather have them now than go all the way to the final when both teams are super hyped to, to win it, getting that close and everything. Um, I honestly think, and this might be a bold statement, but the winner of this the, the this semifinal is going to be the winner of the Europa League. Uh, no disrespect to Marseille or Salzburg, but Arsenal and Atletico Madrid are two very powerful teams, and yeah, I'd rather have them play sooner than later. Yeah, so we'll see. We've got a couple of weeks still. Um, well, one question, just real quickly. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. One question, because uh, you brought up a good point about uh, the final. If it were to be the final, it would be a one a one game in a neutral side. Do you mm-hmm. think that the, the home and home, like the two-legged uh format does do you think that favors arsenal or do you think that um that favors atletico madrid or does it you think it doesn't really matter i think it favors arsenal um again i'd rather have arsenal have the opportunity to play in at at the emirates 
do you know do the best they can try to get as many goals as they can and then you know play defensively like most teams do when they're playing away in the second league uh, I think if you played against a big team like Atletico Madrid and you play them in a one-off final game you don't have you know the comfort of your own home there um so I, I would rather have the Emirates you know the Arsenal fans and everything there so yeah I, I honestly and, and you know maybe I'm just saying this because there's nothing you can change now um but I think this is a better situation and like everyone says whenever you know a t like two cl big teams face each other in a competition like this if you want to win the title you're gonna have to run into them sooner or later so and this this was a, a sooner rather than later situation yeah yeah I suppose it doesn't really matter now because it's the you know it's been set and we're playing them in the semifinals but um, yeah. see I actually disagree with you I actually think the seeing the tougher team in the final I think that that would favor Arsenal only because and I don't know maybe this doesn't really apply here but I feel like in recent history like in the past two or three years the mm -hmm. the, the 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 cup finals that we've gone to we've actually done pretty well against teams that were favored to win like we beat Chelsea in the FA Cup final um, and uh, we well, I guess before then we knocked off Man City, but that wasn't a one and that wasn't a home and away situation. Yeah, um, and so I don't know. Like I just feel like this Arsenal team actually, if they can get to the final, I think that they have shown in recent history that they are up for the challenge of a final. Where, um, you know, where I think maybe the uh, the two legged tie. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find I out. Mean, you know, it's, there's nothing we can do yeah. about it now. The the the, it's our, yeah. the draw has been set. The games are on the on the calendar. Um, the, the first leg will be on, on the 26th. So there's a couple weeks, couple weeks for, uh, Atletico Madrid to, uh, get their injured players perhaps back on the pitch. Um, and a couple of weeks to, you know, see, see what else, uh, who, if anything else transpires with Arsenal with players returning or maybe getting injured or whatever, a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So, um, we've got a couple of Premier League games before then. Um, but unless there's anything else you wanted to add, no, nope, that's everything. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a couple more Premier League games. We've got Newcastle and West Ham to focus on before Atletico Madrid. Um, but that's, that's it for our Europa League episode of the fourth best podcast. Um, for Monty, this is Steve. Thanks for listening, guys.